to the Ole Azola podcast with Yetrip and Diana Selena, where we have conversations on a wide variety of topics. We want to ensure that you learn something new with each episode, so join us as we bring in credible guests to discuss their passions and more. Welcome back to another episode of Ole Azola. Today, we're so excited to introduce Courtney James, Executive Director of Support Systems of Forsyth County. I met Courtney through my job and instantly fell in love with the work that she is doing in her community. But I'm going to let you guys, I'm going to let her tell you guys all about it. Hi, everyone. So I just want to introduce myself. My name is Courtney James. I am the Executive Director of Support Systems of Forsyth County. Um, We are a transportation company. Um, we began basically in 2017, um, just really working with our church and, you know, providing, you know, clothes for our homeless event. Um, and that's where we, every Martin Luther King, will will feed the homeless and we'll clothe them. And just out of a need or a real lack of necessity to do more, um, we decided to kind of branch out. Uh, Gregory and I were both unfulfilled with our current jobs, like, he was working um, in a leadership uh, role in one of the bigger companies here in Winston-Salem. And I was in Greensboro working for Big Tobacco and just feeling really unfulfilled in those positions. So his family has always had a background in transportation. Uh, we've always had a background in missionary and service. So in doing that, we decided to take support systems and just really see if we could be a a support system for the community and by way of transportation, getting people back and forth to work, getting people back and forth to educational opportunities has, you know, broadened the reach for a lot of people. If you look around and you look at the job market, you're able to get better jobs, uh, better paying jobs, more benefits. If you look for places outside of city limits outside of local transportation. Um, And we just really want people to be able to take advantage of those opportunities, to be able to take advantage of RN classes or LPN classes or trade um, positions, whether it's Haywood Industries or TE connectivity. Some of these places are not on bus routes, but some of these places participate in our LEAP apprenticeship programs. They help our students in trade work So just bridging the gap between I have this opportunity, how do I get to it, is really something that support systems of Forsyth County just, you know, wants to participate in and felt a need to provide in our triad area. So in your experience with the support system of Forsyth County, what have you seen like what drives the lack of transportation accessibility and what is the lack of transportation well i think the lack of transportation is the bus routes only go so far um we don't know we've heard rumors you know a lot of of your bigger areas more of your west areas or north areas they pay for buses not to run into those areas but that's where a lot of pca cna work can be done for our retirees Um, So just the lack of accessibility to a bus stop route in relation to where you work for a living. If you look out in rural hall, 
you have um, a line um, of businesses off of the business park. Uh, you have West Rock, you have uh, Prince's House, you have Enmar, you have Haynes Brand, but you do, and you have uh, all of these temp agency type, you know, posters in the yard. We are hiring. We'll pay you this. We'll pay you that. We'll start today, start tomorrow. But the one thing that you don't see out there is a bus stop. Um, and I think that that is really what's driving the lack of transportation. And when you think about why federal dollars pump into our local transportation, and if federal dollars pump into our local transportation, they have a mapping area that they can go to. They can't go outside of that mapping area. So because of that, they have to stick to their mapping area. So you need innovative ways to still service people who work outside of that mapping area. And I know there was a second question that you may have asked me. It was just like, what, what is the lack of transportation? So you kind of, you, you kind of answered that. It was just, a, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, with organizations, you also have a lack of measurable outcomes. Transportation isn't really a measurable outcome, so they don't budget for it. So when you have uh, organizations like NC Works or organizations that connect people to jobs, they don't really budget for the transportation piece. So they're stuck calling a classic cab. They're stuck calling another transportation company that will that bust the budget, a budget that they have already haven't budgeted for. So when organizations get on board and decide to say, you know, transportation is a problem here and it is a measurable outcome and we need to include it in our budget and start working with grassroots small businesses to start driving transportation in a more tangible, attainable spotlight is still going to be a problem. Yeah. Um, so you kind of mentioned a lot in your, um, in speaking so far about how um, transportation affects people getting jobs and how you can go to a job place and you'll see um, like hi now hiring and apply today and stuff like that. So we kind of want to know how does the lack of um, reliable transportation affect economic mobility for low income people, um, person, people of color, and then um, individuals with disabilities as well. Well, especially with individuals with disabilities, they, they need sort of more of a personalized service. They're not someone that you may want to put on a city transportation or necessarily call an Uber or a classic cab or Lyft for. You need people that are trained to uh, transport, you know, our precious cargo. And sometimes outside situations agitate them that we have no, no knowledge of. Also, when you speak about other particular riders, you'll have riders that are legally blind. You'll have riders that just have no desire to drive. Our more millennial ages are starting to, you know, not too much care about riding in a vehicle. So um, you need a personalized service that really speaks to that. And some of those people are in our low income areas. Uh, when they get ready to graduate from high school, you know, they're the first ones to go to college, but what if they don't want to go to college? What if they just want to go to a trade school? Um, mom and dad may not drive. There may only be one vehicle. How do we make it possible and not saddle them with student loan debt, debt but still make it possible, possible for them to attend educational things that increase their mobility and give them a road to stability? So you, you again, it's, it's a constant theme you know, in, in your work. How, how is transportation, 
transportation, sorry, linked to justice and equity? And I know you've touched on it on like every question that we've asked today. So can you just be, can you just tell us what is the link between justice and equity and transportation? And how is okay. it? Well, and, and when I first started getting into transportation, one of the first people that approached me was um, Project Reentry. And Project Reentry is a program for former offenders to get them back on the road to being, you know, productive members of society. So when you think about justice and equity, let's talk about justice where a person has served their time and they're reentering the world as well as the workforce. Um, we're going to have to make it possible. You can't just give someone a plan and expect for it to just be executed. Oh, now you do it. They're institutionalized. Um, we have to de-institutionalize people and make it possible for them to really effect change in their own lives. So um, it really feels like when someone gets out of jail, they just drop them on the street. <laughs> and then, you know, they move in with a, a male or a female or a friend and things start to go downhill from there. You really have to make a plan. Just like we plan our daily lives, we plan for our children. You have to plan for yourselves. You definitely have to plan for the most vulnerable. Um, and by doing so, you have to connect the dots of barriers. You know there will be barriers. Let's eliminate some of the red tape. You know, let's, let's truly make it equitable. Uh, you know, we are of a culture, when I say that, I mean Latina X as well as the African-American culture, where we really don't make plans for our children. We don't make plans for our generation. Um, but when you look at other cultures, such as the Caucasian culture, they, they plan for their culture. You know, Johnny Falls, they're right there to pick Johnny back up. Johnny had worry about getting all the way out to Yakinville. You don't have to worry about getting all the way out to Rural Hall because they make it possible. Those opportunities are not available in our neighborhoods, in our communities, in our cultures. So we have to build up our grassroots communities and talk to small businesses that are willing to say, hey, we know this is a barrier. So let's cut the red tape. Let's close the gap. Let's eliminate the barrier and really affect change where it's needed most. Right, so you heard it. If you are in the Forsyth County area, you need to contact support system for Forsyth County because we are here to break barriers. You know, we don't, just, we, don't, we don't just talk about justice and equity. We work to work. change so that we our everyday lives, like you said, in our communities, the ones that needed the most of black and brown communities can thrive just as much as our white counterparts. Absolutely. So, Thank you so much for the work that you do, Courtney. You know, sometimes we can think like for people, for those that have the privilege to have a car or have transportation, whichever way, you know, we, we often forget the importance because you're really like, you can't do anything like some, you know, like my, my car broke down not that long ago. And it's like, I have to have a ride. And it's like, right. everyone else is busy. Everyone has to be somewhere. It's like, who's going to take me to my job? If I don't, if I don't have a job, if I don't go to my job, I don't get a paycheck. If I don't get a paycheck, I can't pay my bills. If I don't pay my, my rent bill, I get evicted. If I get evicted, that's all my rent. You know, it's like, it's things like, like a flat tire, things like brakes, things like an oil change, a tune up, things like your radiator busting, something like that. One negative impact can, can just change the whole trajectory of your life. And I urge employers, start looking at standard deductions. Start giving your employees deductions that they really need. 
Let them set up for a rent fund. Let them set up for a broken down car fund. Let them set up for, you know, these things that can be catastrophic to us. My riders won't ride with me forever. You know, my intention is not to ride around the same person every day for the rest of my life. But if I can save someone who's having car trouble for two or three months and say, hey, get in my van, we'll get you back and forth to work at a subsidized price. And then you go ahead and get your car fixed while you're paying the subsidized price or an organization sponsors you. Negative impact eliminated in a timely manner and nothing has changed. Right. Yeah. Honestly, I can say that like this conversation has been really inspiring and I feel that every time I talk with you, um, like I remember the first time I even heard about your business and you told us um, like the stuff that you guys do and everything. It's really inspiring because it makes you think that like, like there's so many different things that affect, you know, people's lives. Like, like you and Selena both said that like one small mishap can affect the entire trajectory of your, um, of your life. And um, so that's, so this has been really inspiring. I just want to ask one more question. Like I know um, you've talked about how, you know, you want to expand the business, you know, to even like come out to like Greensboro and High Point and stuff like um, do you want to talk a little about, about that and like expansion efforts for you um, for your business? Absolutely. I mean, as it stands now, we already travel from Winston to Yakinville. We travel from Winston to Lexington. We go to Surrey County. We go to Mount Airy. So we're not just going to our traditional um, locations. We are traveling outside of that MPO mapping. Um, and we will be for uh, support systems um, of the triad. This is not just a Forsyth County effort. Um, we will cover the triad. We will get to Wissett. We will get to Reedsville, Burlington. Um, we will get to those areas. Um, and we will serve those people in both urban and rural areas um, because it's a need. Yeah. <laughs> All right, everyone. Um, you guys have just listened to Courtney James um, as she talked to us about the links between transportation and equity and social economic mobility. Thank you so much, Courtney, for being with us. Thank you. Happy Hispanic um, heritage and anybody from Brown to Latino X, if you all want to ever talk and sit down about what we can do as Brown to support Latino X, uh, I want to bridge the gap there and extend you know, my right hand of fellowship to you. Thank you. So Our much. number is 336-695-3648. If you want to talk to me um, immediately, we have an office number 336-464-3126 and our website, which is uh, supportsystemsnc.org. Thank you. We are so excited. Perfect.